Hey, you're listening to the audio version of Well Read with Justin Chapman. If you'd like to watch the video version, please go to youtube.com backslash C backslash Justin Chapman 15 or just search for Well Read with Justin Chapman in the YouTube search bar. Learn more at justindouglaschapman.com. Enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Justin Chapman, and this is the first episode of my new show, Well Read with Justin Chapman. The world is crashing down around us. Everyone is stuck at home. They're not now talking about disruptions to the food supply chain. So I figured, what do people need now more than ever? The voice of yet another white man. Seriously, though, you're in luck because it won't just be my voice. Uh, through this show, I'll offer some analysis about news, politics, arts, culture, life, what have you. But I will also be interviewing uh, some really interesting people and telling the stories of people I've reported on. This is an experiment, uh, so why don't you come on the journey with me and let's learn some new things. For anyone who doesn't know me, I'm a journalist based in Los Angeles, California. I work at, at, as the uh, communications officer at the Pacific Council on International Policy a nonprofit think and do tank based in downtown LA and affiliated with the University of Southern California that focuses on global affairs. I'm very fortunate to be able to work from home during this time, but I'm very worried for a lot of other people. Let's see what the numbers are now. According to John Hopkins University, as of this recording, which uh, is a couple of days before this episode will be published, there are 2.2 million confirmed cases of COVID-19 worldwide and 154,000 deaths. In the U.S., there are 700,000 cases and 37,000 deaths. These are already staggering numbers. I'm particularly worried about the pandemic of mental health issues that will follow the COVID-19 pandemic. People are struggling right now. Their lives have been upended. And I'm terrified of the effects of loneliness, depression, anxiety that are inevitably going to come out of this. The one silver lining I can see is that it's giving us all an opportunity, if we're willing to seize the moment, to redefine some of the structure of our society and how we live our lives. Is having health insurance tied to one's employment really the best approach? Look at the 22 million Americans who filed for unemployment in the past four, uh, four weeks alone, many of whom also lost their health insurance. Can work be done remotely? Can some more resources please be put back into science and health research? Can we as a society go back to valuing expertise? On that note, is anyone watching Trump's daily propaganda rallies? Unbelievable. Now he's calling on his supporters to liberate states under safer at home orders. But I thought he had total authority over the states. And by the way, can you imagine if Obama said he had total authority over the states? Republicans would have had his head on a pike. What can be done about this? Humanity is staring into the abyss for the first time in a long time. And yet we still live in two completely different realities. Supporters and detractors of the president are watching the same daily press conferences, but seeing two entirely different things. Where's Biden in all this? Where's Obama? They need to step up. There needs to be a voice that counters Trump's solipsistic wailing. It's driving the country crazy. Biden's campaign has a real opportunity here to change the narrative, or at least shape it. Periodic broadcasts from his basement, 
are not enough. Name a VP, publish a plan to rebuild our nation's pandemic response team, to rebuild our State Department and our economy. Obama's endorsement of Biden the other day was a good start, especially the parts where he talks about what's at stake in this election and what we're up against. If you haven't watched the whole thing, I recommend that you do so, but they need to do more. At the same time, I want to see Biden rest now while he can and, and relax his brain and do what he needs to do to prepare for a vicious fucking campaign to come in the coming months. Is he ready? Is he actually ready? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I, for one, am terrified. The next few months are going to be all hands on deck, people. These are heady times to be alive. We're living through that Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. No pun intended. But as Hunter S. Thompson once said, it never got weird enough for me. On that note, I think it's time we checked in with our senior influencer correspondent, Brad the Influencer. Bradford? Hey everybody, it's Brad the Influencer. Um, I'm here, I'm reporting on my um, status right now in this whole coronavirus thing. I'm sorry I'm not like super happy right now. It's kind of a scary time. But I think, I, I think I'm pretty well protected at the moment. You see, I have this kind of wall around me of toilet paper because I hear that the coronavirus is very afraid of toilet paper or something. I don't know. I, I'm just, that's just what I've heard. Um, in my right hand, I'm holding disinfecting wipes so that I can just disinfect anything that comes near me. I don't want anything near me, honestly, right now. And in the other hand, I'm holding, um, this is turquoise. It's the only birthstone that I could find in my house, but I figure that it could probably help me. Um, you know, so stay safe out there, everybody. I'm going to be updating you more often on what you can do to be influential in these times. Um, love you. I hope this influences you. Thank you for that, Brad. Great advice. Okay, let's patch in our very first guest, Ellen Snortland. Ellen is an author, columnist, women's empowerment, self-defense advocate, playwright, filmmaker, and all-around badass rabble-rouser. <laughs> Ellen, thank you so much for being here. I'm exhausted just reading out everything that you do, and it's not, that's not even everything that you do, so how do you do it? Well, I just have a hunger for justice. That's all there is to it. <clears throat> you know yeah that's for sure um so uh so how are you doing in these trying times how has the uh pandemic impacted you personally well personally um it's impacted me just being worried about people um you know i have 12 people in my immediate circle that are positive hmm. And um, that's concerning. And I have an elderly sister who's very frail. And so, you know, it's just wondering what that next phone call or next email might bring. And then professionally, it's really been hard because this is a big year for women's rights activists, especially historians like I am, because this is the 100th year anniversary of women winning the vote. And I had lots of speaking gigs coming up that got canceled, ranging from the first cancellation was was at the United Nations. I was going to show Beauty Bites Beast, my movie, and then I was going to do a talk about the nonviolent nature of the social revolution that won women the vote. We didn't kill one person, which, you know, if you want to study peace, you better study the movements where we didn't kill people. Right. Don't you think? <laughs> 
Um, Seems to me. Yeah, really. Um, so, so um, what, what projects of yours have, have been put on hold by this, besides well, the speaking engagements? Well, for instance, the, I'm on the board of the National Women's History Alliance, and we had our huge event, uh, annual event in D.C., uh, which was canceled because, you know, nobody was going to go. <laughs> and flights were canceled. And, you know, it's a chance to um, have women's history really spotlighted for the first time in a long time where people aren't all like, oh, you're being, you're, you're being broad burners and you're being man haters. And yin, 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 yin. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like being a feminist has not been the easiest thing. And, you know, mostly it just didn't turn out to be that get rich quick scheme. I was hoping it would be. So, um, <laughs> in fact, it's cost me a lot. <laughs> um, well, well worth it. Um, and you're doing your uh, writer's group virtually now, is that right? Yeah, yeah. That is a bright spot in my week, I must say. We laugh. Oh, my God. It is so wonderful to be together as artists and read for each other what we're working on. And then we do a writing exercise every uh, every session. And I've been having them write specifically about being in lockdown, not lockdown, but isolation basically and what that's like for them because as a woman's historian I would have given my right arm to have my grandmother's first person eyewitness account of the Spanish uh, flu epidemic mm -hmm. she lost a brother in that and there's almost no one in the United States uh, in that generation who didn't lose someone right. and she didn't write about it or if she did it was thrown away or not considered important or so at least some of our writers are going to have you know contemporaneous experience and writing about it and hopefully it'll get read by somebody. Mm -hmm. And uh, are, are you taking new students? Can we give it a plug? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I call it the writer's workout because it's a gym for writers. I work with nonfiction and fiction both. And my premise is that good writing is good writing. And there are principles that apply to whatever form you're doing. Although I don't deal with poets and I don't deal with screenwriters because I just don't know anything about poetry, <laughs> except I like that. I don't like that. You know, that's not very helpful. So, uh, so can they learn, can people learn more, uh, by going to your website? Yeah, I am just now building a, a website for my writing course, but they can email me at Ellen Snortland at Mac.com for sure. Um, and I'm uh, so ubiquitous on the web. If you Google my name, you can find me. Real easy to find. <laughs> um, and um, do, do you find that during this lockdown, you have lots of time to do extracurricular things or no time because you have so much to do? Um, that's a hard one because it, it's a day-to-day -day thing. Some days I'm so, frankly blue that I'm lucky if I can stir. I mean, that's just being flat out honest. And then other days I'm, you know, buzzing around and doing a lot. So it just depends on the, um, the mood I'm in and my moods have been swinging big time. And I think a lot of people that's true and they just don't feel safe enough to talk about it. Right. Um, you know, cause I, and I'm so lucky that I love my husband. I can't think of anything worse than a bad marriage during something like this. Oh my God. <laughs> oh 
I don't think there's any hell worse than a bad marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. well, yeah, I was thinking about uh, people who have secret lives, uh, secret, you know, significant others or secret oh. smokers or you know, secret <laughs> drug users or whatever, what they must be. There must be so many interesting stories happening right now. Oh my God. And that's the stuff of novels too. You know, one of the, one of my mantras in the writer's workout is it's all material. It is all material. And the, the days that I'm blue and down, I am actually uh, honing my craft because I'm a voracious reader and I've been blowing through so many books. So that's how I soothe myself is to read. So I shouldn't say that I'm not doing anything because I truly believe that to be a better writer, you need to be a better reader. Like is and read a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I feel the same. Yeah. And I've been reading, um, classics that have plague, um, themes, (laughs) Oh boy, Woo-hoo. you know, but <laughs> um, the first woman to win a Nobel Prize in literature was a Norwegian, mm-hmm. like like I am, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, about the Middle Ages in Norway, and um, they have to deal with the plague, and people are the same, whether they're in 14th, 15th century Norway or 21st century Los Angeles. <laughs> You know, so it's really interesting. Um, now, are, uh, you're working on a new book, right? Yes, yes. Um, it's called Biting the Hands That Squeeze Us. I, I have a, a biting theme in mm-hmm. almost everything I do. Because um, I, like, <laughs> I like to bite. <laughs> <laughs> Which people go, oh, that's so violent. I go, you know what? <laughs> biting is a lot less violent than maiming or murdering or, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> obliterating. But it gets the job done. Exactly. Exactly. It's a warning. It's like, I'm serious. Do not mess with me or I'll bite you. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> so, so give us a brief uh, rundown on, of your books, your film, where we can find those. Well, I'm all over Amazon. My documentary, Beauty Bites Beast, is streaming for free on Amazon Prime right now if you're a member. And... Um, I'm so proud of it. It's just, it, it's a mind, uh, mindset shifter. You can't see it without um, shifting something in regard to violence in women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my book, Beauty Bites Beast, same name, that's also on Amazon. And then I really love my book that I wrote with a woman named Lisa Gata, one of my best friends, and it's called The Safety Godmothers. And it's a book that we designed to have parents read with their tweens, and teens and parents love it because we're all developmentally delayed in setting boundaries. I mean, my parents didn't tell me or teach me anything about setting boundaries, especially when I was uncomfortable. Oh my God, that's the worst time to try to learn how to set boundaries. So it's uh, success stories from A to Z that for the most part, they're verbal self, self-defense stories, but some of them are actual push, uh, push meets shove kind of, uh, physical stuff that are, you know, really exciting. So that's the safety godmothers. And then my, um, uh, biting the hands that squeeze us as a memoir and a kind of a smart ass review of my career dealing with, um, well, let's say, can I say dicks? You can, you can say whatever you want. 
<laughs> Dealing with dicks, okay? <laughs> and it's not as fun as it sounds. <laughs> and I also want to say, too, you don't have to have a dick to be one. There, there are a few uh, female dickishes, uh, dickettes, I guess, in uh, Hollywood. <laughs> Um, so, so you have a, a target date when um, you're hoping to release that? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got the first rough draft done. That's so. the first question. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm paralyzed with the fear of failure, as most writers are. I mean, it's like, okay, do I really want to go through this? And the Publishing and literary agent game has changed so much even in the last 10, five, 10 years that it's like relearning everything over and over and over again. And we'll look back on this time and just see what a revolution it was in content and how to get it to people. Absolutely. You know? So, yeah, and then I continue to do a column for uh, the Pasadena Weekly and mm -hmm. anybody else who will have me. So. Great. Well, Ellen, thank you so much for being my very first guest. I really appreciate it. I'm honored. And uh, please stay safe, and I hope to get to see you soon. Thank you. It's time for you to come over here for dinner, damn it. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Ellen. Thank you all for tuning in to my new show. Remember to continue to listen to the public health experts and follow the guidelines for where you live. Wash your hands. Wear a mask and gloves when you have to go out, but otherwise stay home if you can. Continue to stay at least six feet away from others. We're in this for the long haul. It could be two years of some version of this, so we should all start mentally preparing ourselves and our lives for a new way of life. It's gonna to be tough, so let's be kind to each other and let's check in often. Loneliness is also a killer. On that happy note, let's check back in with our resident influencer, Brad the Influencer. Hey there guys, it's Brad. Um, as some of you may or may not know, I'm trying my hand out at this whole social media thing. What is that? Oh my god. Anyway, this, uh, you know, I'm trying to be a social media influencer, so I thought for like my first like really influential video, I'd just show you guys how I walked through the park. Um, you know, I'm at, I'm at a park, I'm walking, I think I'm doing pretty good at it. Um, I'd say I'm going around three miles per hour. It's just really nice, you know? It's nice to be walking. And uh, I really hope that this influences some of you to go to your local park and just take a walk. Um, I think what I'm gonna be doing is uploading at least once a week one video of me taking a walk through the park just so you guys can see how I do it, you know? So, hope this influenced you. Thanks. Well, I certainly feel influenced right now. Stay tuned for new episodes of Well Read every week or two. I'm Justin Chapman, signing off. And remember, a life well read is a life well spent. So go read a book. Till next time. <laughs>